Hi, I'm Keaton Wade for your Summit Spartans, and you're listening to the 615 Preps Podcast. Hello again, everybody. Welcome to the 615 Preps Podcast, Coaches and Q edition. We're at Jack of Hearts Barbecue at 5343 Main Street in Spring Hill with the head coach of the Summit Spartans, Brian Coleman. Coach, appreciate you coming on with us. Man, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. What a week. <laughs> what a week. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's just dive right in there. I mean, sure. the biggest news is that the state's going to try to play under under several scenarios, yeah. also trying to play on time, depending on what the governor's office does. Your initial reaction to it was yeah, I mean, a lot going on during a dead period where we're supposed to be relaxing and <laughs> and and kind of getting away from things. But uh, uh, Governor Lee made that made that announcement, uh, so that kind of put everybody into a frenzy. Uh, I believe the TWSWA and Bernard Childers are doing a great job. Uh, you know. <laughs> at short notice and and they're working hard and can't blame them here and they're they're giving coaches they're giving people uh different scenarios now i think they voted on that and while they're also trying to reclassify for the next two years uh that was what the original meeting was about and i think that's the back burner right now it's on the back burner uh right now but uh uh we could talk about the different scenarios that i've seen that they gave the coaches uh that we voted on um if the if the governor's office still holds it, we cannot do anything until August 29th, which I think that may be a Saturday or some funky day of the week. So right. I think we would start uh, August 31st is the start date. Now that's two games into the season with with no padded practice. So what they're mm-hmm. going to do, I think they'll give us a couple weeks, and I don't think scrimmages or anything like that. I think a couple weeks of practice and pads, and then go into the season. Uh, one of the scenarios that, that came up was a eight-game season and a four-week playoff scenario, which uh, only region champ and runner-up would go to the playoffs then uh, under that scenario, which is different because usually four teams go to the playoffs. Uh, so, but like we said, like before going into that, knowing that you got to be one or two seed, a little bit of pressure, but at least you know, like we were a three seed last year and made the state championship, but – you know that's a unique situation, and going in, we just got to know we got to be one or two. Right. Yeah, definitely. Uh, you run into that. You you said there. I think there really are four uh, formats that they threw out there. Uh, but it sounds to me like the the first one, the eight game, is what yeah. would be something you would prefer. Yes, sir. Um, yeah, I think that there's a lot of support for from what I understand, what I've seen social social media wise, that that would be a preferred format. I think. Yeah, because it's kind of back to it's kind of the normal way. You know what I mean? I mean, we yep. they can get probably crazy and do some crazy things, but that's kind of normal. I mean, just losing one round in an eight game season. Uh, now I don't know how they're going to start that. I'm I'm hearing conflicting things about how they're going to start or do that eight game season at the beginning. I thought we'd just start on week three and go through it. But I'm not sure that's going to go like that. I think they're going to re-region or reschedule the region games and so on, uh, which is tough because different different regions have their different sizes. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Williams County region, I th- they may have six or seven teams, and our region is you know, smaller, so some teams only have five in the region. So yeah. that's hard to fix. You know, I, you can't be, you can't have a cookie cutter. We're going to do eight region games, blah blah blah, because different right. people have different size regions. But they're thinking we're still allowed non-region games, which you all yeah. would still schedule. So. Yes, we'd have to. Oh, yeah, that'd be great. Let's let's. That's going to be tough on coaches to schedule non-region games in two weeks or three weeks. Yeah. Right, and and make sure that they line up with uh, other other yes. teams. Weeks. Yeah, that's right. going to be a fun. That's going to be fun because it's tough enough getting a schedule when you have a couple months to do it in. 
Right. We're recording this a couple days before you guys get back from dead period. You're back to at least some sort of practice on Monday. Uh, yeah. What, what's it been like with the coronavirus, even in the spring, not having practice, not having I practice? I mean, uh, I think in June when we did, you know, what we did, we, we did what we could. You, you had your mask on. You were in groups of 10 with a coach. Uh, mask when you were six feet apart, you know, so on. I think what we're missing – and I know what we're missing as a team is the fine tuning of the guys of a, of a back pedal when you're a defensive back of the step if you're offensive lineman because different coaches and we try to do the best we can but different coaches were grouped with different groups and they can't intermingle with groups so offensive right. line coach may not have all his offensive linemen and so on and then I don't know, and you're trying to get in shape. You're trying to it's, – it's tough, and I just think the fine-tuning of these guys is what we're missing out on. How do you handle special teams in a situation you, like that? You don't yet. You, you don't can't yet. yet. No, we, 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 we didn't. I mean, we concentrated on getting some guys in the weight room two days a week. Uh, we only had two groups in the weight room, which was uh, 20 kids at, at a time. I mean, it's, just trying to get in shape was our main focus right then and do some going over skeleton offense, skeleton defense, you know, Right. Uh, just very broad uh, on everything. And you guys aren't even going to have seven on sevens. So no I mean, seven on sevens now either. That's out. Yeah, now, that's out. So Now they're talking about going to the governor and getting him to put co- uh, high school football in with college and pro right. where you can. Uh, so hopefully yes. uh, that might. That might get us before August 29th. Uh, if, a, if the state colleges start before we do uh, or before August 29th, I think the TSSAA is asking the governor's uh, – uh, people if we can start when they start which yeah. I, I mean i don't know <laughs> we'll be fine it would be great that would be great yeah uh okay so you you've explained that uh, under the current restrictions you you've had difficulty uh you know with the the practice element uh how did you communicate with the kids uh before the school was out um you know go back to when that oh, happened gosh. you were trying to uh you know get your kids together there it just seems like so long ago. I mean, it was just hasty that we wouldn't get the kids back, you know what I mean? And mm-hmm. clean out your stuff, clean out the locker room because they're going to fog the locker room. That was our first, you know, get all the cloth out. We need to wash everything up. And, mm-hmm. I mean, it just escalated so fast. So, uh, And some of the kids left their stuff in the locker room, and then we try to communicate with them uh, via Zoom a little bit. We uh, Google Classroom type stuff to get workouts to them that they can do without weights. Uh, coach Melton's our strength coach and defense coordinator. He did a great job, you know, trying to plan workouts for these kids to do with with zero weight or with nothing. I mean, you're squatting on air. You're get out and run, do these things, and and I feel confident that our guys did because they came in June. They were all right. They were in pretty good shape. Now there were a handful of kids that you could tell they didn't do anything, <laughs> and they and everybody knew it, and they knew it, and they felt bad about it. But that's you know, but a lot of the kids worked. Some kids had some. Some uh, weight rooms made in their garage, which was fine. Uh, mm-hmm. I know a few of the offensive linemen kind of got together and, and worked out together some. Uh, so uh, I, I think they did a great job. Uh, it felt like they came in June when we when we started meeting back, you know, in pretty good shape. Have any of the parents or the kids reached out to you for reassurances uh, or uh, anything with the situation that you're under? Uh, yeah, and we talk about it to the kids when we got back. You know, we you know just. You know, we're, we're checking temperatures, you know, and the parents were – the originally the parents were worried about the masks and conditioning. And I had to reassure them, you know, we're not going to go out and run 100-yard sprints when the kids got a mask on. We're not going to suffocate them. Uh, you know, the mask will be down. We're going to spread out. The only thing that 
really was an if was was in the weight room when I'm bench pressing and spotting. I felt like we felt like both of them had to have a mask on because I'm kind of over the top of them. Right. But other than that, I'm, if I'm back squatting or something like that, we're facing different, different directions. So uh, really bench pressing was the only thing, and we lowered the weight on, on stuff that they had to do there. So that was the only really strenuous activity they had to do with a mask on. Uh, you know, everything else was outside, so they could pull their mask down unless we got into a tighter group and they were all – you know, I'd never thought in a million years I'd have to tell a kid a million times a day, put your mask on, get your mask on. You know what I mean? Hey, would you ever thought about that? Jeez. Oh, wow. But, uh, I mean, it's different. It's just different, but we were glad that we had the kids. And I think the kids were glad to be together. Yeah. Well, how are they handling the uncertainty, especially the seniors? Yeah. I'll see, I haven't, I haven't, we haven't got a hold of them yet. I won't see them until Monday. And, you know, it's, that's got to be tough. We just got to. You know, I, I feel so sorry for baseball, softball, and that, and you know how that turned out. It's it's awful. Uh, and I just, you know, I I guess my message and our message to the guys is just going to there's you know we can't control it. Let's let's not worry about that. Let's let's get going as if we were ready to go on August 29th. You know, let's let's prepare as if right now. I mean, so that's all we can con- control. So don't try to control the uncontrollables. I guess you could say. Yeah. Okay, well, let's, uh, Chris, ready to move forward? Let's switch gears. Okay, switch gears. gears. Let's All go right. uh, just look a little bit uh, at your, your background. Okay. Uh, <laughs> just, so our, just so our listeners uh, get to know Brian Coleman a, yes, little, a little bit. Um, you graduated Forest High School? Graduated right Forest down? High School in Chapel Hill. Chapel Hill, so yes. not too far away. Not too far away, 20 minutes away. Still okay. live there. And you uh, walked on your defense. Uh, you played walked defense. on to the defensive end at Bethel College. Yeah, yeah. small little well, Bethel University now. I think yeah. it is. They moved yeah. up a little bit, but just a small school. Yes, sir. Yeah, uh, you got, you come out of there. You uh, you you land uh, Marshall County. Marshall County High School. And you, now for a few years with uh, Mac McCurry. Uh, one of the guys that I coached there was Dante Hightower. You know, a really pretty mm-hmm. good. Pretty good middle linebacker for the Patriots He's right not now. Bad. <laughs> He's not, not bad. Not bad at all. Uh, so, uh, yeah, plug coaching him. Uh, yeah, was there for a few years, then went to Forest as a defense coordinator uh, for a few years, then went to Riverdale under Coach Ron Adelot. Uh And I, I, was just a, I was just a defensive back coach there, but I just thought the experience in that 6A or back then it was 5A, but that, mm-hmm. that highest level and that Rutherford County, uh, I just felt like I needed that experience, and it was great. Uh, Bobby Wales was a defense coordinator. I worked with Will Kreisky. Will Kreisky now is the head coach at Riverdale. Um, and Coach Adelot was awesome. So uh, Coach Dobbs, uh, Jason Dobbs, was the head coach at Moore County. Now he's at Oakland. So it was one heck of a staff, and I learned a lot from those guys. Uh, and then there for a couple of years, we and we were a 13-1 team one year uh, at Riverdale. We got beat by Maryville. Uh, semifinal so wow. uh wow. it was fun to coach um and then went to uh forest back home for a year as head coach uh and then to summit after that and it was tough leaving my hometown you know after one year being a head coach uh, a few people were pretty upset about that but <laughs> yeah, but you know understandable i just summit looked appeal i mean it appealing it was chad Kerr was the athletic director I, and i've known him forever when we played little league baseball together in high school so uh, okay. uh just an appealing job uh, started Coach Keister was was the was the head coach there then. Uh, he did an excellent job. They just played some JV ball and stuff like that, and got thrown into the mix pretty fast. So when we took over the program, uh, first year we went 0 and 10. Uh, just culture change. We had to change so many things, and and I think one of the biggest things that we did was just uh, was the weight room, the intensity in the weight room, and the intensity these kids weren't used to. Uh, we had to get them in shape because they were kind of out of shape. Little, 
the necks were a little skinny, and we were worried about concussions and things like that. So we had to get them bigger. Uh, and instead, I think we did it right is building like a program because after that, I think we went four and six. Then we went seven and three. You know, then we climbed. I think we went uh, ten and ten and three the next next year or something like that. But so uh, it's been a steady climb. I think we've done it correctly. I feel like we have done it correctly. Uh, you have you you went through the you know, your coaching tree mm-hmm. there, and you've uh, coached very very successful programs. Aside from the weight rooms, there, uh, what about those programs makes them successful? And what did you bring? I think was- uh, yeah, the weight room and the and and I always use the word program. This is a program. This is not about one class. This is not about one kid. This is a football program. Heck, when we went to the state championship game, I was texting guys that were the O and ten team. The second year, I mean, I was like, you know, thank you for what you've done. This is, this is reaping our rewards of what y'all did. So uh, uh, I carried that, you know, and I learned a lot from head coaches what to do, what to not, I, not to do. I learned a lot from Coach Mac McCurry. I learned a lot from Coach Ron Adelot. Kyle Stacy was at Forest. So I've coached under a lot of great guys. Now, you're surrounded by a number of big programs in this area. Yes. And yes. so coming in, you had to know that yeah. you were going to be faced with, uh, with some tough games ahead. What, uh, what did you feel – what was it that uh, made you feel coming in you could be a success in this area? Uh, I just like the school. I like the, the, the kids. The, I mean, it's a great mix of kids. And these kids, man, they're hungry. They work hard. Uh, and they've been around this area since Pee Wee. You know, you have a few move-ins, but these kids have played together, you know, since the, the Coyotes, I think they were called. So they're, they're a great group of kids. And, and I saw that early, and, and, uh, and they worked their tails off. Outstanding. Well, um, what kind of co- what if if you were to describe the culture that you bring to Summit? <laughs> what what would you describe that? What what are you establishing there? Uh, hard nose, uh, you know, uh, and I think that shows of our offense and our defense. I mean, just hard nose. Everybody, the football, every, every you know, just playing hard and under adversity, not not freaking out or, or, or worrying about you getting down or something like that. And that was a testament to. Uh, the Chevyville game last year in the, in the semifinals, I think it was, or, or the quarters, that uh, we were down a couple touchdowns the first quarter, and kids didn't panic. We just played hard, played hard, and, and chopped away at it, and then finally got the lead and got the win. So, uh, you know, we coach them hard, but we love them. That's for sure. Outstanding. Well, that's, that's great to talk about the playoffs. And when we get back from the break, we're going to talk about a different playoff game that had a little bit more backstory to it. No. Uh, but we'll talk about that after this. You're listening to the 615 Preps Podcast. Stay with us. Welcome back to the 615 Preps Podcast, Coaches and Q Edition. We're from Jack of Hearts Barbecue at 5343 Main Street in Spring Hill. Summit Head Coach Brian Coleman is with us. And uh, in the last segment, we started talking a little bit about the playoffs and kind of helped that help build that culture up. Mm-hmm. But uh, I want to talk about that first playoff game, going to Gallatin. Oh, boy. What Fun. a night that was when you guys were stuck on Highway 109 for a couple hours. A couple hours, yeah. We... <laughs> So we left Summit, plenty of time, probably 2.30-ish, uh, stopped in Murfreesboro at a hotel uh, conference room to eat and get a small, small walkthrough. Uh, I think before 4 o'clock we left, and my phone said 50-minute drive or at the beginning. So, so we left and went 109, just safe, we thought. We're on charter buses, and I'll explain that as a good call later. Later. Uh, and got on 109 and got stuck. I mean, there was nowhere we could go. We could not back up, go to the office, go. I had one principal going left or 
we call it west, and one athlete, Chad Kirby, was going right, trying to get around, going around the lake. There was nowhere to go. What they had done, they had blown up the road. They had mistakenly blown up the road, and it was stuck. We were stuck. Like I said, thank goodness we were on charter buses because these young men had to use the bathroom, and you know what I mean? <laughs> so that was a blessing in disguise, and these guys run into the woods or something off a school bus. But uh, sat there forever, and you keep looking at your phone, like the mapping it, and it, it says an hour away. It says 50 minutes away, and then it's an hour and a half away. Then it's two hours away, and we're pushing 6 o'clock. So I'm calling, we're calling, <laughs> and, I mean, there was nothing we could do. We couldn't turn around. We couldn't get out of there, so uh, – Finally, they sent us a police escort, and we'd have been, I think that was about 7 o'clock, maybe 7.15, 7.30 before that police escort even got to us. Uh, principal and AD finally made it there, and they were calling TWS to lay about how long we could actually get to warm up legally or, you know, whatever. And I think they gave us 35 minutes maybe to, to warm up. Uh, I mean, we, I just told the kids, look, I, I don't know what to say to you. We've never done this before. We're going to get off this bus, and we're going to play football. And I tell, whew, and we played football, and our guys were ready. I don't know what the deal was. I guess it was just so different. We warmed up. We didn't even go back to the locker room. We just stayed out there. It was kind of cold, uh, very cold, actually. But, uh, man, we played great. We, I mean, uh, it, was just, it was a fun, weird, but fun night. And to topping on the cake, it was on TV. Yep. It was right. the yep. My TV 30 game of the week, so they had to show – Andy Griffith or something for an hour. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> That's what it – I mean, it would have been all right if we just showed him play the game, but, I mean, you had a lot of people waiting to watch this game and a, and a TV station want to know what's going on. <laughs> but, yeah, you mentioned your kids got off the bus and they played extremely well and then knocked yeah. off a talented Gallatin team. Uh, very talented with a great running back, uh, you know, big guys, big, off, big up front. Uh, our defense played lights out. So you guys made some – Person, offensive changes last year, personal-wise. You went from the wing tee to the spread, really to kind of give your kids the best chance. Uh, our, our quarterback, Destin Wade, is a, is a unique kid, uh, a great athlete, uh, and it would be a disservice to him to, you know, keep it straight up wing tee, which wing tee is, is fine. So well, all we did was you, we just kind of threw that word in there, gave some different formations, spread it out some. But, but I tell you what, when it came down to it in the playoffs in that second, third round, it was nasty weather. It was a lot of wing T principles, a lot of wing T principles, and it was Destin and Keaton Wade running the football, and and Jaqueline Cotton with a little mix up. He was a little a bit of lightning there, uh, but when you get in those playoffs and it's cold and muddy, you're gonna have to run the football. So I think that's what really ultimately uh, helped us through that. But uh, but we need we need to spread the ball out some. Well, we need to loosen the defense up so they get so many people out of the box and 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 use uh, the skills that Destin has. And we had a bunch of wide receivers, George Otomegu. We moved him, who was our leading rusher, two years in a row, moved right. him to slot receiver. Uh, and he did great out there. And it helped him defensively, too. He didn't take the beating at running back as he did, you know, and then and he could go play safety for us on defense. And I think that helped us our defense out tremendously. You guys had such a great run to get to, this, to the championship game, and then Knoxville Central comes around and, and oh, ends boy, that Oh, boy, they run. were good. They were good. And, and I mean, just – you really don't know how good you can have all the film in the world you get in that game and they were really good uh we got behind a little bit and i think that's where we need to get as a coaching staff and as players we need to get better coming from behind being able to spread the football out and throwing it when they know you're fixing to throw it so that's something we're we're going to work on in the off season in the spring so that's something we're going to, have to work on real quick here in the month of july and august assuming everything goes as planned what's it going to take to get back there 
Oh, boy. Well, got a big target on our back right now. So uh, that's something these kids have never experienced. We've always been the other underdog. We've always been, oh, it's, it's just Summit. Uh, now, different. I mean, you're going to get everybody's best game every single week. Uh, they want to knock you off. So uh, our kids are not going to be used to that yet, but they have heard it from the coaching staff already a whole month of June. I mean, guys, you – I mean, you're the runner-up last year. A lot of a lot of people expect a lot of things out of you this year. So uh, that ain't gonna win you a game. Expecting to win ain't gonna win you a game. You got to understand that. So uh, you got a big target on you. You've talked about uh, Destiny Keaton Wade. Who else can we expect to really kind of ascend into big roles? Uh, Brady Pierce is also. He's going to be a, a junior. Also, he played safety last year. We're going to expect a lot out of him. Uh, he's turned a lot of heads in the, in the off-season workouts and stuff like that. He was our. He played, started for safety, started as at safety for us last year and probably the second leading tackler behind Jalen Harrod, who we lost to uh, graduation. He went to Eastern Kentucky. Uh, but, uh, I mean, Matthew Mullins is a returning offensive lineman. Ty Garber is a returning offensive lineman. So we need to find a few offensive linemen that need to step up and play, you know, uh, Mason Richardson got some valuable time in the state championship game because uh, Matthew Mullins went down with a little a little injury. So uh, we've got some guys with some experience. Uh, and I feel like we've got a lot of uh, skill guys coming back too. We, uh, Caleb Jolly did not play any offense last year. He's our starting outside linebacker. He's going to play some offense at wide receiver. Uh, Zach Switzer's done a great job in the offseason getting his body ready, getting his mindset ready to play some uh, slot receiver also. And then you still have Destin and Keaton. I mean – I mean, you, Gavin Wells, starting middle linebacker, coming back. Kaneda Wirtz, starting corner, coming back. So we've got a good core of guys, but some guys are also going to step in, like just like every year. Well, everybody was uh, really excited as you made your run towards the end of that uh, at last season. Yes, sir. Uh, tell me about the community and their support oh, of man. your program. Uh, one of the funnest things ever was leaving to get onto the bus. The school gave us a big going-away send-off. Uh, a big tunnel of the whole student body band playing right in front of us. Uh, it was really special, and and well, we feel they packed the stands every every week. These guys really felt loved. I think. Oh, good deal. Well, given all your success that you've had, what yeah. makes you most proud? Oh, uh, um, games like Gallatin, games like Shelbyville, where these guys just didn't give up. I mean, it's just persevere. Uh, I mean. They've got. They had a lot of heart, and we're. That's a football. Team. We're. We're going to have a lot of heart as a football team. I think. That's a. That's a life lesson. That I think a lot of people that uh, don't understand high school sports. Oh, yeah. uh, don't understand is that it does teach you lessons of perseverance. Absolutely. Of uh, not quitting. Absolutely. Of, of what you know, you get out what you put in. And and I've read on Twitter this past week. A lot of people uh, are saying, why is why is so many people worried about high school football? It's just high school football. Uh, why are they so worried about them having a season? Man, it's, it, it's community. It's school. That's, that's the school's first. I mean, here's a neat thing also on Twitter. Miss Lamb did a, did a, a segment on each kid, uh, like likes, dislikes, just trying to show the seniors some love that didn't get a graduation and stuff like that. I bet 90% of them said favorite memory was football playoffs, football games. So it means a lot to a lot of people. They're having fun. I mean, and it gives you a sense of normalcy. I mean, to go to a Friday night football game, I think people want to feel normal again. So uh, for the people who are saying that it's just high school football, that's, you know, it's just not those 80 guys that we have. I mean, it's a community. It's parents. I mean, it's a school. So uh, that's, that's tough to say. Band, 
cheerleaders. Yes, cheerleaders. I mean, I mean it's so much is tied up in that. It's, it's it really is community and part of yep. you know part of the high school experience. I agree. I agree. And yeah, those eighty guys, however many guys we have, are, are dying to play football. But like you said, it tells it teaches them so many life lessons. So many life lessons. I'll tell you what, I'm starting to smell the barbecue already, so uh, <laughs> let's take a break, and then we'll come back with more with some of the head coach Brian Coleman from Jack of Hearts Barbecue at 5343 Main Street in Spring Hill. Right after this, you're listening to the 615 Preps Podcast. Did you know that 615 Preps has sponsorship opportunities available? If you or someone you know is interested in sponsorship opportunities for the 2020 season, email us at 615preps at gmail.com for more information. We're looking for sponsors for the 615 Preps Podcast, the Spotlight Game of the Week, Player of the Week Awards, and more. Email us at 615preps at gmail.com to find out how you can help support high school football in Middle Tennessee. Welcome back to the 615 Preps Podcast from Jack of Hearts Barbecue uh, at 5343 Main Street in Spring Hill, Tennessee. I want to thank them for allowing us to record this episode of Coaches in Q with uh, Summit Head Coach Brian Coleman. Coach, we've been through a lot. Uh, we're yeah. going to lighten the mood a little bit in this All segment. Right. Uh, Scott, you've got some questions that you want to fire off. Yeah, I'm sorry. I, I, I was lost in the barbecue. Uh, uh, oh, yeah. 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 His head turned. He didn't hear yeah. you, yeah. I think. He's already smelling it. Tell. <laughs> Probably a mistake to put me this close to the kitchen. Well, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> There's no doubt. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> As the plates come by, I'm just like... He's what? lost all concentration. Yeah, uh, I don't even know what you asked him. See, the, the, food, the food's already gotten his head. So <laughs> <laughs> it got to mine in the second segment, so I can't say much, but this all is where we are. Yeah, all this hard work, dude. You I, know? I know. I know, for sure. Um, okay, Coach. Well, we'll, <laughs> we're, we're really back, really back yeah, in there. Yeah, back yeah, in yeah. yeah, cuttlefish away. Um, <laughs> the... Uh, just look at uh, some issues besides the big issues that we had, uh, which is the biggest issue, COVID. We want to look at a couple of uh, the uh, bigger issues that are facing high school football overall, not just in Tennessee, but maybe overall. Mm-hmm. Um, one of them is, um, is safety. Um, do you see uh, you know, the emphasis on safety? Is the sport safer now than it was when you were a player? Oh, I guarantee you, yes, because the amount of hitting is not the same in practice. We're, we're limited on how much hitting we do in practice. Uh, I think the incorporation of the weight room is a whole lot more important now than it used to be. When I was in high school, we, I mean, we kind of lifted. There weren't even coaches in there. They said, go in there and do something. So the importance of the weight room now, these kids are getting bigger, faster, and stronger than when, when we played, I think. So that's very important for them. Uh, and teaching tackling, just teaching it from the bare bone, just and, and blocking just with your head up. So, I mean, we spent a lot of time on those first few weeks of doing things correctly uh, with your head up. I, so, I think safety, yes, is definitely because, you know, a lot of people want to say it's, a, it's an unsafe sport and they're worried about the C word, the concussions. Uh, but, I mean, you strengthen that neck, you teach them how to block and tackle correctly, and, and I think you're all right. Yeah, and uh, you mentioned something earlier about monitoring uh, – Monitoring their fluid intake, making sure yeah, that uh, I mean, that they're not getting overheated. Weighing them, ice bathing. I mean, it's and we, us in Williams County, we're fortunate enough to have a, a lot. I think a lot of people do now as a trainer, you know, to our, our to our team, and and he's there every day, and you know, he's monitoring monitoring them, and you got the heat index rule. So I mean, there are so many rules nowadays, but I mean, at the end of the day, we've got to prepare these guys to play on Friday night, so we've got to push them a little bit. But uh, at the same rate, we are watching and monitoring their bodies and, and stuff like that. 
and and making sure that they're fit is actually going to prevent injuries further into the oh, season. Oh yeah, I mean making sure your shoulders are right and you they're taking a lot of pounding and and yeah they've got to be fit they've got to be in shape uh, and things have changed a lot now. Uh, we went to this year. Coach Melton did a lot of research with with Coach Crawford at Brentwood and. Uh, when we're running now, we're running for a purpose. We're, we are running 40s, but it ain't to kill these guys. We're running, we're running a 40, and they're giving everything they've got. Then they've got a two-minute rest before they run another one. And we're only running like five. What we're looking for is just really that emphasis. When you're running that 40 in that time, you're really pushing your body. And we're not running 36 of them to try to kill them. And when we're in bleachers, you're only, we're only doing like four. We're running heels. We're only doing like two. So it's not, it's not the volume. It's just the, it's the do it right right when, they, when you're doing it. It's not run 36 of them. We're trying to kill you any, anymore. Because those things can kind of be situational, too. I mean, if you're running like five sprints, it's like five oh, defensive plays. Oh, yeah. You're exactly right. You're exactly right. I mean, and, and we'll do um, hollow sprints where you're sprinting and then you're kind of jogging and then you exert again for the last 20 yards. And, uh, and you get re- – I mean, we get rest in between, in between plays, so they can breathe. It's not two minutes. But, you know, it's walking back to the huddle and standing there. So, you know, trying to make as much game like as we can. Absolutely. Okay, so let's, uh, let's look at uh, officials. There's another area that uh, there are some questions. There's an ofi- talk of official shortage. There's an official shortage. Every year, well, the past two years, I think, uh, I've gotten a letter to say, if you can play on a Thursday night, please play on a Thursday night because uh, of the shortage of officials. Uh, I mean, they get they get a lot of flack. I mean, you know what I mean. A lot of people don't want to don't want to be an official because they get yelled at a lot. But I mean, I mean, if you like high school athletics, there's a lot of guys that I know do football and basketball. If they love high school athletics, they love doing it. Uh, you know, every week. And and then you're also looking for officials on Monday nights because we've got JV and freshman games. So uh, you know, it, it's it's. Not a lot of people want to do it. It's pretty tough. Do, do you find that that's probably the reason is that uh, the uh, criticism, yes. for lack of a better word, from all those coaches in the stands? Yes. Oh, there's a lot of them in the stands. <laughs> there are a lot of them. They know how to official and coach and everything else, say, don't they? Throw the ball, coach. Yeah, like, exactly. What? They're You've been in our stands before. <laughs> <laughs> It's amazing how every, it seems like there's no team in Middle Tennessee that I've been to that it throws the ball throws enough. Throws the ball enough. Yeah. No, not yeah. for you. What are you running up the middle for, Coach? Well, it's not really up the middle. It's a different play. <laughs> throw it, you can throw it 48 times. It ain't, it ain't enough. It's not enough. It's not yeah. enough. Yep. Yeah. 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 Exactly right. <laughs> well, it's good to know that it's not just in one or two locations, <laughs> right. I yeah. guess. Um, player shortages is another Play, uh, another issue. I don't know if that you see no, it here. We saw it when we first started. When we first started, our motto for the first two years was one bus. We were a 5A football team, and we were on one bus. So you're talking under 55 kids. Under, you know, you get coaches and managers on there. We're talking 45 kids. Uh, and we 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 that was our motto. We 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 grasped it and we we played with it. And a lot of guys played both ways. Now, with the success we had last year. We've got a lot of kids out, which is great. I mean, that's fine. You know, uh, two we had two or three guys last year to come out that were just coming out their senior year. And, I mean, Andrew Pierce, he's one of our leading receivers. I'm, we thank goodness that he came out uh, and got a scholarship to Mount St. Joseph in, in Cincinnati, Ohio. So, uh, uh, bring them on. Play football. I mean, it's, it's a fun experience. I, and I guess they were just scared before because we were 0-10. We were, you know, 4-6 and six and – getting hit pretty hard now we're the hitters instead of the hit ease so i mean and it's a lot of fun so hopefully we're trying to make it more fun so more kids will come out but 
a lot of other teams are struggling, I think, with with the numbers. And a lot of people don't want to get up at 6.30 in the morning on all summer long, you know what I mean? Yeah. And, and, and do stuff like right. that. Do you kind of find that the, it's just the success that really starts bringing them out in droves? Or is there, are there other ways that you can get kids to I mean, you out? try. I mean, what I've always – if I have to beg a kid to come out to play football – they might not want to get up at 630. They might not want to do good in the fourth quarter when it gets cut in time. You know what I mean? Good so point. if I have to beg them, sometimes it works out. But my experience of 20 years, it ain't really worked out a lot. Ever, you know, does that make sense? No, no. That makes excellent sense. Uh, you're, you're absolutely right. So We got one more segment we're going to do, the, the lightning round. Yeah. All right. I don't think you've seen these questions yet. So. Okay. No, I, I'm, no. I'm not too – Oh, a no. quick thinker now. No, no, the good thing is, is that the, the these are this is, these are all safe questions. All right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Okay. All so, right. other than football, what sport would you most like to coach? Baseball. Baseball. Yes, definitely. I was I loved playing baseball in high school. Was pretty good at it. Just chose to play football. Well, very good. Okay. In the spirit of sheltering in place and what we've seen, uh, what show would you recommend binge watching? Friends. Really? Really? <laughs> wow. <laughs> That's a throwback. Can I, can I say I'm that? I'm can I say that as a football coach that I don't watch I mean, friends? Uh, no, I'm not. I'm not, not, I'm not a Game of Thrones guy. I we I forbid it in the coach's office because these guys <laughs> they would come in and they would talk about it for thirty minutes. Guys, let's talk about offense, defense. Let's talk about something else. They want to talk about Game of Thrones, so Game of Thrones was yeah. forbidden in our coach's oh office. Oh my goodness, well, that's, wow. that's, that's great. No, I love it. That is great. That is excellent. Okay, well, talking about uh, films. Do you have a favorite football film or book or anything like that? Man, I've read a lot of Lou Holtz stuff. I've read a lot of, of Nick Saban stuff. Uh, but Lou Holtz uh, and some Zig Ziglar, some some character. Yeah. Yep. Uh, yep. I've read a lot of that stuff, but Lou Holtz is definitely my favorite. Definitely my favorite. No, he's great. He's great. I, looking at football movies, is there something that Hollywood people, uh, Hollywood or people in general – get wrong about high school coaches or high, high, high school coaching? Yeah. I, I don't know. It's fun to watch. I mean, we're all not like that. I'm kind of thinking Friday Night Lights or, you yeah. know, uh, things like that. But <laughs> it's, it's, it's not as harsh. I don't know. Well, it could, sometimes it, I, I would say it's not as harsh of a business as Friday Night Lights was because I can remember him going to the grocery store with his family or Walmart with his family and old boy pulls up in a Corvette and says, Coach, better – you need, we need to win Friday night. And he's like, yeah, we're going to try real hard. He said, no, you need to win Friday night. So I don't know if it's that cutthroat, but, uh, but you know, it, sometimes it is. And maybe, uh, and maybe like the games are not all decided on the last play of the game. Oh, yeah, that's true, too. Yeah, yeah. I don't think that movie is like the book. Yeah, yeah I have a hard time believing anybody's going to roll up in their car and intimidate him. Better win. Doubt it. Oh, <laughs> I doubt know. it. I don't <laughs> okay, this, this one could actually start fights. Um, oh, boy. Is a hot dog a sandwich? Is a hot dog a sandwich? No. Okay. Well, then you're, you're on Team 615 Preps. Well, he's All been right. on the side of everybody we've talked to about this. It's not, there's not been anybody that said it's been a sandwich yet. Yeah. Now, well, waiting to meet that I'm first waiting, person. Yeah, so you I know, can I find can out why. I see the argument, but I never really know. Yeah. No. no. <laughs> okay. okay. I'm, I'm getting I'm, – one, one of those qu- – yeah, we rolled into like two, but they were like subsets, so I'm actually a little ahead of five, so I'm going to ask you a couple more. <laughs> I'm fine. Locker rooms have their music. What is on your playlist? Oh, man. Oh, boy. <laughs> I don't know. I, 
you know, I'm not a really pump up music kind of guy. I'll, I'll, let's go 2000 rap. 2000 rap. Okay. Let's, let's go that. All right. That's, that's my Pandora right now. I'm listening to it in a weight room. Okay. So there you there go. You go. That'll fire rap. you up. <laughs> That'll get you going. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. Last question. And this one did have a fight. Um, pineapple on pizza, yes or no? No, absolutely not. Thank you. No way. <laughs> Heck no. Never. No, 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 no. <laughs> You see where we I'm stand on this. Yeah. You see where yeah. we stand on this. Oh, me. I'm, I'm, I'm on an island so far. <laughs> yeah, you're on Hawaii. You're going to stay there for a while, I think. So. <laughs> well, oh, Coach, man. that is all I all the questions I have. Chris? That's all I've got, too, man. It's been great to have you. I appreciate it, guys. It has been, been fun. Like y'all said on the break, it's been fun to talk high school football. You know yeah. what I mean? To get yeah. back. To talking about it and you know hopefully everything it works out for the best Toy, this is fourth of july weekend but we, we can't wait for it we're ready yeah. no no i think no. everybody is yeah to get get back to normal yeah, yeah i know they say baseball is the american get pastime but uh no uh, i think it's football and i think yeah. we need it soon yeah i yep. think it'll be tough yep. if, if, it, if it doesn't happen yep, yep. I want to thank some head coach brian coleman for joining us I want to thank jack of hearts barbecue at 5343 main street in spring hill for hosting us that's all the time we've got uh, thank you for listening to us this is the 6.5 preps podcast and we'll talk to you soon The 615 Preps Podcast is a production of B-Square Media, LLC.